So, I've got about 15 minutes before hockey starts tonight. And um, they're talking about Harvey Richard on Sportsnet. He passed today. So, of course, my condolences to family and friends and, you know, fans that love the guy because he was one of the all-time greats. What, 11 Stanley Cup rings? That's not bad. Not bad. More cup rings than fingers, I believe. So, we're going to Vegas in nine days. And there's a lot of news out there about Seattle right now and advisories against traveling to Seattle. Well, we're flying at a SeaTac, which is right next to Seattle. Uh, it's not in the city. So for anybody who hasn't been there, SeaTac is not in the city of Seattle. It's actually called SeaTac now. It's it's weird. It's in between Seattle and Tacoma. So they just, ah, it's the city of SeaTac. No, that, that shouldn't be, No. You're not going to see a city of YVR. I, I don't understand. But anyways, that's a whole other aside. Uh, we're not we're not altering plans. Um, the option's there. Uh, apparently, Alaska Airlines is allowing for some, some leeway if you want to change your plans or whatever you want to do. But we're not changing our plans. Um, we've been planning this trip to Las Vegas for a long time. Now... The advisories against large groups of people, again, I understand that. My prime concern is just standard. Uh, I've, I've done this since forever. Uh, flu virus is going around, you know, flu virus is going around. You wash your hands, you watch how close you get to people. You just, you know, you have your standard procedures. And I haven't seen anything about coronavirus to tell me that it's necessarily different. It's worse I don't think they know the lethality rate. They know with the people that they've they've tested, that they know had it, that 3.4% are passing away from it. There are a lot more people out there asymptomatic. There are a lot more people out there who have it, get cold symptoms or flu symptoms and don't think anything of it. So they, they, they get better and they had it and they don't even realize it. There's some debate about whether it's airborne or whether or not you have to have direct contact with a person who has it. They just don't know. And that's the fear. So I, I, I understand that. And I understand, too, that there was some concern that they were going to cancel the next Senators home game, or Senators, the next Sharks home game against the Senators due to uh, fears of coronavirus. And basically the county coming out and saying we need to cancel all big, you know, events like that. A uh, Tool concert in New Zealand, somebody who has now tested positive for the virus was at that concert. And to me, that's just an argument against festival seating and against general admission, which I'm way ahead of them there. I don't do general admission. And I always sit on the aisle. So I kind of feel brilliant for always sitting on the aisle. Uh, we've got a Canucks game coming up on the, the 10th against the uh, Islanders. Uh, I'm excited about that. <laughs> and at the same time, I'm I'm not... Maybe I should be more concerned, but my prime concern right now is to make sure that I'm still, um, I'm still doing my four miles a day on the the treadmill. I do four miles every day on the treadmill. Make sure I keep that up, and that I'm in the best shape I can be. And maybe before we go, I'll take some vitamin C. I always have vitamin C around, so maybe I'll take that before we go and while we go, or while we're gone. Uh, just for that extra, and again, and I'm not, I'm not naive. This is a virus that's never been 
you know, experienced by humans. So I, I can't really build up an immunity against it. But it's a matter of trying to lower severity if I were to be exposed or anything like that. I, I and I, I did the video on the entertainment guy on this, and I, I, you know, I'm trying to stay out of the whole fear mongering thing which is out there. But at the same time, I understand it. Like for instance, for me, I could have the cavalier attitude, and I see a lot of people with the cavalier attitude. Like, yeah, it's no big deal. It's not not that lethal. Okay. So if you're young, you're listening to this, good news, it's highly unlikely that you would end up either hospitalized or having any massive complications from this. But if you get it and you're fine with it, but you're around elderly family members and you pass it along, that could be fatal for them. You know, and personally, I'm, I'm, you know, in my late 40s. My mother's in her 70s, and it would be possible that I would have it, uh, maybe have a, a sneeze, cough, something minor, go over, visit her, and she gets it, and she ends up in the hospital. So that's that's the difference right there, and that's why I'm not so cavalier about it, because I, I don't take anything lightly when it involves yeah people could die and people are dying from this so when people say well only this amount of people have died i think yeah those are the people that would still be alive today if it wasn't for that so that's and again i'm you know i try not to get down on either side of this where i say oh it's all overblown but at the same time i try not to completely alter my life because again i've been trying not to get sick for a long time and this is just another thing I don't want to get. Uh, so we're going to Vegas. We still have plans, like I said, to go to the Canucks game next week. And we have plans to uh, also attend uh, Vegas and, and Disneyland in August. The weird part to me, the part that I can't figure out, is, okay, so they're delaying things. They put off the new James Bond movie until November. Well, okay, you're delaying things as if it's just going to be better. Like, I I'm, I get why they're delaying it, but it's weird. It's like they delayed Comic-Con in Seattle. Get it. Totally get it. Understood. Yeah, I got it. Fine. You're going to delay it. Till when? Summer. Okay. So you're guaranteeing it won't be around in the summer. You can't do that. That's not how it works. So I think on some level, there's a, I don't want to say it's it's a naivete, but it, it definitely seems a bit naive to say we're going to delay it until that date. Unless, unless you're looking at it and saying, well, it's still going to be around, but hopefully by then they've got, you know, some way of handling it, some way of dealing with it. It's a tri tricky topic. I'm not allowed to just... Well, I'm okay. You're allowed to discuss it on YouTube. This is where the whole censorship of YouTube thing gets gets interesting. And it's not really censorship. So they won't run ads on a video where you talk about coronavirus. Good flipping luck. There are going to be a lot of videos and a lot of channels talking about it. Because it's affecting everything. Worldwide. Globally. So unless... YouTube themselves don't want to make that money because if, if, okay, they demonetize the video for me, they're not making money on it either. The ads are just gone. 
So that's a problem, right? So they're saying, well, we don't want to make any money during that. Well, that's, that's not going to happen. So I would imagine at some point, as this becomes more and more prevalent, they'll go, well, we'll allow ads on a video as long as you're not spreading misinformation, right? And, and again, then that comes down to interpretations, but I think that's where they'll end up. So I don't, I didn't talk about the, the San Jose game against Ottawa tomorrow and whether or not they'd cancel it because, all right, fine, I won't talk about it. But it doesn't mean you're not allowed to talk about it. It just means they won't pay you for talking about it. And to me, if I'm going to go to work, I'd like to get paid. Uh, it's a really horrible idea to go to work and go, I'm not going to get paid today because I've decided I don't need to get paid. That's a really poor business strategy. It doesn't work. So we'll we'll see the the route this takes, but it it may affect how I do meetups. Maybe it depends on how widespread it gets. But I mean, I I don't get into that close a proximity with people, anyways. I mean, we play street hockey and floor hockey, but we we still aren't like all close and tightly bunched together. We don't do a bunch of body checking, so I really don't worry about it. At some point, I would think the NHL will sit down and talk it over, and they'll play in front of empty arenas. They'll say, yep, it's uh, it's too dangerous for the public, so we're going to give them their refunds. The problem is, the problem with that is, it, really, it's simple. Uh, they, they can't afford to do that. See, NHL revenues are widely driven by gates. Gate revenue is more than 50% of the revenue that NHL teams make. So what's funny is they came out, they had their GM meetings, and they said, all right, we're thinking the cap's going to be between 84 and $88 million. There was an article on The Athletic today about how that's not going to happen. And the reasons given in that article, very sound reasons. Uh, one is, it's funny, I'm leaning on my, uh, my treadmill while I'm talking, and I feel like I'm standing in front of a church at a, at a, at a pulpit. Um, so <laughs> project to the back, Shannon, project to the back, remember your time in church. So... The interesting thing is the Canadian dollar is down and apparently the Canadian dollar could very well drop by a, by a bunch. And they're saying it could drop as low as 70 cents us. And that will affect how profits look at the end of the year. That will affect the salary cap. Then they talked about escrow and how NHL players need to vote for an inflator. But if they vote to inflate the salaries that drives up their escrow. And this year, they're already at an escrow of 14%. That means 14% of the money they make gets held, and the NHL may give it back later. For instance, they were just told, I think it was last week, uh, what happened with the escrow from 2017. So they waited three years, and they found that they were getting 3% of it out of, I think it was 10 or 11% that got taken. So that other 8% percent's gone. There you go. Here's, here's the money. I would imagine it would have earned some some interest. I would imagine they invest it, but I, I don't know. Uh, escrow is, is one of those things that uh, I think we as hockey fans don't really pay much attention to. We just look at the, we look at cap friendly and we go, oh, they make this amount of money. Aren't they greedy for expecting to make more? But if you think about it, like, okay, Austin Matthews, $12 million this year, $14 million, whatever. That's what, like $1.8 million going into escrow? Potentially, and I'm just I'm just using that as an example. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money going into escrow, and they may not see it. 
So, you know, uh, for them, they're likely looking at this and saying, okay, we're making this amount of money now. We have a limited shelf life. And after we're done playing as hockey players, um, you know, our, our income is, is going to drop significantly. And so if we're going to squirrel money away now, well, that money they took from us, that could have really helped me out, say, when my when I'm in my 50s and my 60s. So they're, they're taking that money and I don't get it back. And yet, here's what my contract says I'm supposed to make, but I lost 15% of that to escrow. So we're still waiting on something. We're waiting on, okay, we're going to extend the CBA. But it's possible... It's very possible that we'll see the CBA not get extended and that this will be the reason why. Escrow could very well be that hill that the players choose to die on. The problem is the escrow is there because they agreed to it. So for them to get owners to say, all right, well, we'll stop, we'll stop at the escrow or we'll drop the escrow, you have to talk them into it and you have to, give, you have to get them to give back, which means they may very well say, all right, well, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll deal with the escrow, but... Uh, if the escrow thing is, is gone, then, um, what we'll do, what we'll do instead is, uh, we'll just not go to the Olympics. So, okay, you guys can get your, but we don't want to have to pay for the Olympics. So yeah, we just won't bother with the Olympics thing. So, you know, that's, that's something that could happen in negotiation and things could turn sour from there. So I don't want to lock out any more than anybody else, but boy, oh boy. Yeah, uh, that can happen. All right, I just wanted to have a little discussion, a little bit of a podcast with you wonderful fine people. Again, leaning on this like it's a it's a podium or a pulpit and like I'm up in front of a church uh, and just realizing I'm on a phone so nobody can see me right now, so I'm not sure what I'm gesturing for. It's just my thing. Uh, and I've always done that, even before I had a channel. And it's just, yeah. Uh, at least now when I talk to myself, I have a webcam and I have subscribers so I don't look crazy. I used to just look crazy. So there you go. Um, uh, like I said, just as far as I as far as I'm concerned, be safe. And even if you're looking at what's going on with the whole health thing, and you say, "Yeah, I'm not going to get it. I'm not worried about it. It's not that bad." Think about elderly people in your family, elderly people that may be in your presence, and realize that a virus that may not be a big deal for you could be lethal to them. And that's kind of where it's at. Or people with breathing problems, people who already have chronic health problems. This is this is a big deal. It, it's something that definitely seems to target the people who are most vulnerable. So, yeah. Um, stay healthy, stay safe out there, and enjoy the hockey tonight and for the rest of the season. We'll see how things play out. If something happens that cancels the games and it's coronavirus-related, I'm going to find a creative way to talk about it in videos without saying coronavirus i i don't know if i'm going to say there's a cake party so they're not allowing fans into the arena because of the cake party and we can all agree cake party means coronavirus or something like that but it, it could be quite the cake party that involves a lot of people not going to hockey games say in the playoffs which again if that happens that will affect the salary cap dramatically next year because your playoffs, that's where your big money is. And if the NHL cancels one game, then they've started this whole cascade. If the NHL says for one game, all right, we're going to have players in front of an empty arena, that cascades. And uh, I, th I think they're trying to avoid that. But 
Thank you guys so much for listening, for your time and attention. Hockey's about to start. i got to have myself a shower and get ready to watch as uh, the Blues go in and play the Devils. And we'll see whether or not the Devils can play spoiler tonight. Thank you guys so much for your time and your attention. It means a lot. And I will talk to you again soon. I'm going to try to do these podcasts more regularly, I promise.